Chapter Twenty Five of the Wild Huntress. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recorded by Sylvia M. B. in Washington State. The Wild Huntress by Thomas Maine Reed. Chapter Twenty Five. The Duel Delayed. Full five minutes passed, and not one of the vultures showed signs of stirring. Five minutes of prolonged and terrible suspense. It was odd that the birds had not at once swooped down upon the piece of venison, since it lay conspicuously upon the ground, almost under the tree where they were perched. A score of them were there, ranged along the dead limbs, each with an eye keen of sight as an eagle's. Beyond doubt they observed the object. They would have seen it a mile off, and recognized it too. Why, then, were they disregarding it? A circumstance so contradictory of their natural instincts and habits that even in the dread hour i remarked its singularity the cause might have been simple enough perhaps the birds had already glutted themselves elsewhere some wild beast of the woods more likely some strain ox had fallen a victim to disease and the summer heats and his carcass had furnished them with their morning's meal there was evidence of the truth of this in their blood-stained beaks and gorged maws as also the indolent attitudes in which they roosted many of them apparently asleep others at intervals stretched forth their necks and half spread their wings but only to yawn and catch the cooling breeze not one of all the listless flock showed the slightest disposition to take wing there were several already in the air wheeling high aloft and two or three had just joined their companions increasing the cluster upon the tree these had arrived after we had taken our stand and others were constantly coming down but the signal mutually agreed to was mutually understood it was the departure of one of the birds not its arrival that was to give the cue of entree to the tragic act the signal for the scene of death those five minutes to me appeared fifty ah, far more than that for brief as was the actual time a world of thoughts passed through my mind during its continuance the past and future were alike considered the memory of home kindred and friends the probability that all such ties were to be severed now and forever some regret that laurels lately won were to be so briefly worn the near prospect of life's termination of a death inglorious perhaps scarcely to be recorded vague visions of a future world doubts not unmingled with dread about the life to come such were the thoughts that whirled confusedly through my brain and the proximate past had also its share in my reflections perhaps occupying the largest space of all that thing of light and gold that but an hour ago had filled my heart to overflowing was still there mingling with its last emotions was i never more to look upon that radiant form never more behold that face so divinely fair never more listen to that melodious voice never more the negative answer to these mental interrogatives though only conjectural was the bitterest reflection of all still stir not the vultures only to preen their black plumes with fetid beak or extending their broad wings to shadow the sunbeam from their bodies it is the hour of noon and the sun shining down from the zenith permeates the atmosphere with its sultriest rays the birds droop under the extreme heat it imbues them with a listless torpor carrion itself would scarce tempt them from their perch five minutes have elapsed and not one moves from the tree neither to swoop to the earth nor soar aloft in the air i no longer wish them to tarry the suspense is terrible to endure the more so from the ominous stillness that reigns around 
since the last angry challenge not a word has been exchanged between my adversary and myself in sullen silence we eye each other with scintillating glances watching for the signal the situation was more than unpleasant i longed for the finale my antagonist also showed signs of impatience no longer preserving his statue-like pose his body began to sway from side to side while at intervals he stamped the ground with his heavy heel from the increasing anger that betrayed itself in his looks i expected an explosion it came at length darn them buzzards cried he with a hurried gesture they're going to keep us a-standing here till sundown darn the sleepy brutes can't wait no longer on em i dare you the challenge thus commenced was never completed at all events i did not hear its conclusion and know not to this hour what he meant to have proposed his speech was interrupted and his voice drowned by the shrill neighing of my horse who seemed startled at some sound from the forest almost at the same instant i heard a responsive neigh as if it were an echo from behind me i heeded neither the one nor the other i saw that the birds were aroused from their lethargic attitude some of them appeared as if pressing upon their limbs to spring upwards from the tree the deadly moment had come with my rifle raised almost to the level i glanced rapidly toward my antagonist his piece was also raised but to my astonishment he appeared to be grasping it mechanically as if hesitating to take aim his glance too showed irresolution instead of being turned either upon myself or the vultures it was bent in a different direction and regarding with fixed stare some object behind me i was facing round to inquire the cause when i heard close at hand the trampling of a horse and almost at the same instant an exclamation uttered in the silvery tones of a woman's voice this was followed by a wild scream and simultaneously with its utterance i beheld a female form springing over the bars it was that of a young girl whom i recognized at a glance it was she i had encountered in the forest i had not time to recover from my surprise before the girl had glided past me and i followed her with my eyes as she ran rapidly over the space that separated me from the squatter still mute with surprise i saw her fling herself on the breast of my antagonist at the same time crying out in a tone of passionate entreaty father dear father what has he done mercy oh mercy good god her father holt her father oh wait a little cried the man in a peremptory tone removing her arms from his neck oh girl get you from here no father dear father you will not what does it mean what has he done why are you angry with him done girl she's called me coward and would drive us out of house and home get you gone i say into the house with you away mercy oh father have mercy do not kill him he is brave he is beautiful if you knew brave beautiful girl you're raving what do you know about him you've never seen him afore yes dear father only an hour ago if you but knew it was he who saved me but for him father he must not he shall not die saved you what do you mean girl Lou, what's all this rumpus the familiar ejaculation and its adjunct interrogatory admonished me that a new personage had appeared upon the scene the voice came from behind on turning i beheld the unexpected speaker a man on horseback who had ridden up to the bars and having halted there was craning his neck into the enclosure gazing upon the scene that was being enacted there with a singular half-comic half-satirical expression of countenance End of chapter twenty five